This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. New details about the polio case in New York are out. Yesterday, health officials said the virus was found in wastewater in south suburban Rockland County a month before the confirmed polio case was reported there in July. And now New York state officials are urging residents to get vaccinated against polio. Rockland County's polio vaccination rate among two-year-olds lags behind the statewide rate by almost 20 percent. Joining us now with the latest is Arthur Allen, senior correspondent for Kaiser Health News. Hi, Arthur. Welcome to Reset. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. So this was the first confirmed polio case in the U.S. in about a decade, Arthur. What happened? Well, um, it's a very strange thing. This uh, polio has been wiped out in almost the entire world. And in fact, um, other than in Afghanistan and Pakistan, the only cases of polio that exist um, are cases where the, the an oral polio vaccine, which is not used in the U.S., but used in some parts of the world, can mutate. And then actually people who aren't vaccinated can potentially get um, polio from the polio vaccine virus. In other words, the vaccine is made with a what they call an attenuated virus, a weakened virus, which in rare cases can sort of regain its nastiness and can infect people. And what happened is that this virus apparently, they had earlier in the year found um, the same virus circulating in uh, wastewater in the UK, and it's also been found in Israel. So somebody brought it over to the U.S., uh, could have been somebody who wasn't sick. I mean, it, presumably it was, was someone who wasn't sick, but was carrying this virus in their intestines. And, uh, you know, through a chain of events, eventually um, infected this person who had not been vaccinated and he got sick. Mm-hmm. And But what it shows us is that this virus is, some of it is circulating, at least in that part of the U.S. How rare is it for someone to be paralyzed? after being infected with the virus. Well, that's the weird thing. Another odd thing about polio, and in particular this strain, it's, it seems that as many, uh, that you can have as few as one case per 1,000, one case of paralysis for every 1,000 people who are infected. So, I mean, that's compared even to COVID, where with COVID you have asymptomatic cases, people who, don't, who carry it but don't get sick. With polio, it's very common to carry it and not get sick, and especially if you're vaccinated, uh, makes it even more unusual. But the vaccine that we use, um, while it prevents you from getting sick with polio, you could still carry it in your gut. So you could be infected with it in your intestines, be carrying it. And that's why, you know, they're really trying to vaccinate as many people as they can who haven't been vaccinated because they're the ones who are really in danger from this. Mm -hmm. Do we know where the virus came from? Well, yeah, they don't exactly, but the, the sort of genetic fingerprints suggest that it um, is the same as one that appeared in in London and Jerusalem. I mean, I'm not sure why they they've only mentioned they mentioned those two places, so I don't know if it's uh, somewhere. You know, if it's not, they're not don't have precise enough information to know which of those two places. But both of those places, it probably came to from you know another country where they're still using oral polio vaccine, which would be mostly in Africa and Asia. And this person that was uh, infected in New York, uh, what's the latest on their condition? 
Well, they haven't said much. They've been very careful to protect his, uh, it's a he, we know that, the young man, but they've been very careful to protect his privacy. We know that he has some amount of paralysis. We don't know how much. Um, and, um, you know, we don't, it, it seems that he's not the person who brought, who imported it from Jerusalem or London or wherever it came from. Um, but we don't have any sense of like how many of, of, you know, who the sort of index cases, who actually brought it over or anything like that. Well, as you said earlier, the, the polio vaccine has been widely available in this country since the 50s. It's part of the CDC's standard child immunization schedule, in fact. Remind us how the vaccine actually works, Arthur. Right. So the vaccine that we use in this country, it's known as the Salk vaccine because it was invented by Jonas Salk. Uh, in 1955, it was first released, and it's an inactivated virus. So um, it's it's a killed virus that you get, babies get, you know, three shots, and I think they get a booster. I'm not, I may be messing that up, but I, I believe that you get four total. Um, and it, it um, pre- prevents any infection um, from spreading in your blood. Um, and so, and, and, through the blood, it also keeps it from infecting the uh, nerve cells, which is where you know polio is. Is that's that's the polio that we think that sort of paralysis is when it affects certain um, you know nerve cells, certain cells in your in your nervous system. So it's possible that you could be um, vaccinated against uh, polio and still carry it, like basically just carrying it in your gut that it could go through you. But I mean. That that even that is completely rare because it's the, the virus has been wiped out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for you know for basically the last um, forty years. There's been very very infrequent cases where it'll pop up now and again. What's concerning is that in this New York community, um, I think forty percent of the kids aren't vaccinated against polio. Mm-hmm. So if it is circulating um, in the population, you could have more cases of paralysis or and more spread. Yeah, the CDC recommends that uh, children get four doses of the polio vaccine. So they should get one dose at two months old, four months old, six through 18 months old, and then four through six years. Um, A little booster. Yeah. You mentioned as well that it's believed this person was infected by someone who had received the oral vaccine, which is no longer licensed in the U.S. Can you talk about the difference between the two? Yeah, I mean, the world... um, most of, I mean, uh, so the Salk vaccine came out in '55. The Sabin vaccine was developed in the late, was tested in the late '50s, first in Russia and then in the U.S. And it became the dominant vaccine here. It was around for about 40 years. And the way it works is, it's it's a it's a um, a live virus. In other words, it can replicate, but it's by by being passaged through different cell cultures the way, in the way that Sabin developed it. He sort of neutered it and made it um, incapable of causing disease. Um, And so, but the the convenient thing about it was that um, when you vaccinate kids with it, you know, they're protected and then they're actually spreading this inactivated, I mean, this rather this this, uh, weakened virus to other people. And it, and it, idea is that this weakened virus would spread throughout these communities, taking the place or preventing 
um, wild, you know, dangerous polio from colonizing anybody's intestines or body. And that's sort of how most polio in the world has, you know, been eliminated. I mean, there's there's almost no polio. There's only, you know, there have been a few hundred or several hundred cases um, per year in the last few years. And almost all of them were from this, strangely, from this mutant version, which they also have a strategy for how to get rid of that, uh, you know, over the next few years, hopefully. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is Arthur Allen, who's senior correspondent for Kaiser Health News. We're talking about the latest on the recent polio case that was reported in New York. It's the first confirmed polio case in the U.S. in about a decade. Arthur, health officials, you know, they're urging residents to get vaccinated. Can you talk more about the public health response and their strategy? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, um, you know, that they're, they, uh, even before this case, I think in Rockland County, you know, they had this experience, the, the community where this young man lives, um, it's a Hasidic community where there have been a number of rabbis who were anti-vaccine for, for various reasons and had, you know, um, followings um, in their community. And so, there was a measles outbreak that I think people will remember, 2018, 2019, that hit various, you know, parts of the country, but including the, the hardest hit communities were this, these Hasidic communities in Brooklyn and also in Rockland County. And um, so the, the public health officials in Rockland County had a list of, of kids who weren't fully vaccinated, and they had actually sent out letters um, asking them to come get vaccinated before this even happened. So, you know, they kind of know who these kids are. And I mean, they're working to try to get them vaccinated. I mean, you can't go to uh, most schools if you're not vaccinated. Um, but, you know, there are ways around it. And I think it's it's a difficult thing. And a lot of it is sort of hand-to-hand combat, so to speak. I mean, it's, it's hand-to-hand or household-to-household you know, work of trying to convince people and showing them, look, I mean, and and of course, when you have an actual case of polio, which is something that sounds like bubonic plague, something completely unimaginable, unknown to us Americans, I think it it means something. Uh, it's a little more concrete than just saying you we need to give you these shots. I mean, now you're saying, look what happened to this guy. Yeah. You need to get these shots to, be prevent, to prevent this from having you and your kids. Your I mean... Kids. Yeah. How likely is it that this polio case in New York could lead to more infections or an outbreak somewhere else in the country? I think a lot of us are thinking that. Well, you know, it it sounds to me pretty unlikely that it's going to widely spread. Um, it, it It is a little concerning um, that you know, in this community, there are such high rates of, of uh, non-vaccination that you know, it could be sort of, and because it spreads so silently, you know, and I'm sure that officials in New York are probably looking at other, I mean, if I were them, you know, I, I don't know, this hasn't been, I don't think this has been talked about, but if I were a public health official in the state of New York, I'd be looking at it in other, in you know, Brooklyn, in, in the Hasidic community there, because they have, I, I believe, a fair amount of contact with the community up in Rockland. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, that's where you would start. And then, um, but then you'd also just be, coming down and making sure everybody's, you know, up to date on their vaccines, which has been a real problem during COVID. You know, as we're talking about this polio case, I, I can't help but think about the rise of monkeypox cases that we're seeing right now in this country. What do you make of the situation yeah. that we're in? 
Well, it's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, it, nobody – I mean, it was pretty unanticipated, although there had been outbreaks over the years in Africa. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, also, we don't have quite as much vaccine as we um, would like to have. And that, you know, ironically, we had 28 million – a total of 28 million doses were produced by this company whose vaccine we're using. It seems like a very safe and pretty good vaccine, although it, it had never really been tested in people before. It was passed on the basis of – I mean, it was approved because, you know, nobody ever – even see smallpox or or monkeypox, so it was tested in animals, but it seemed to work very well. And um, so we had 28 million doses of this that all expired. And then it, you can't. It, I, I'm not sure I would really blame the U.S. government, but yeah. nobody anticipated this. But about three or four years ago, they decided to switch the way they made this vaccine, and so they didn't restock their uh, you know their stockpile. Um, with the old vaccine because they were planning to use a newer version that lasts, that stays on the shelf longer. So we were stuck in this window yeah. between, you know, so, so, you know, it's concerning. I mean, I think obviously it's spreading. I mean, I think 99% of the cases have been in the um, men who have sex with men, the male gay community, but it doesn't, it's not a, a disease of, it has anything to do with being gay. It seems to, spread most easily in sort of intimate contact, either through, you know, breath and droplets or skin-on-skin contact, maybe skin contact with towels or other things, but probably mostly just direct, you know, skin-on-skin and sort of kissing and that kind of thing. And it, But there's no reason why it won't spread out of the gay community, uh, among gay men, that is, you know, more widely to others. And, you know, once it does, you're really going to need a lot more vaccine and it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And I, I, I'm worried that it may, the cat may be out of the bag sort of already. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, well, yeah. this, this morning, president Biden named uh, two white house national monkeypox response coordinators. You know, this comes after Illinois, California and New York all declared mm-hmm. you know, states of right. emergency. Uh, Illinois now has at least 520 reported cases. What do you think about this move by by Biden? Well, it seems a little late, but I mean, I'm sure it, it, it's probably good to have people whose job it is to think about this. I mean, one possibility as a way of cutting of stopping this outbreak, um, you know, to, it would be to sort of flood the zone with another smallpox vaccine we have, which we have a couple hundred million doses of. They've avoided using that one because it does have a higher, a well-known side effect profile. For example, uh, when it was, you know, uh, invented and the military started using it about 20 years ago, they found that about one in a thousand, I believe is the number, um, of the uh, people who got it suffered some kind of mostly very minor but occasionally more serious myocarditis or swelling of the heart. Um, and then it's not a virus, not a vaccine that you want to give people who are immunocompromised or had HIV. So there's a lot of like downsides to it in terms of just uh, going out and giving it to everybody. However, if it's the only vaccine we have available in large supply, you know, they might have to start thinking about maybe they want to start using that vaccine as well. Yeah. 
Well, we'll have to leave it there. That's Arthur Allen, Senior Correspondent for Kaiser Health News. Thanks so much for your time, Arthur. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.